You're listening to Fight Stories. Hey, this is Tyler Morrison. You're listening to another episode of Fight Stories. We're right now uh, located in Kitchener, Waterloo. Uh, my buddy John, my co-host, he's in uh, the UK right now, so it's just going to be me here. But I got uh, a couple really fun guests for you guys. Uh, we have uh, comedian Nathan Texera and uh, comedian Tom O'Donnell. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know what? Like these guys combined got a couple uh, fucked up fight stories. I think for us, uh, Nathan uh, was telling me that uh, he's uh, been in uh, MMA. Is that you? Uh, mostly Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Did a couple of those, and then I wrestled for a long time in high school. So. Oh, cool! And yeah. then you you were also saying that uh, you have uh, you were a bouncer, did yeah. security. Um, all over, I guess, yeah, a few different Toronto, places. Toronto, West, and uh, Red Deer, Alberta is probably the funnest spot that I did security in. It was always fun doing uh, security in our... And I think it's interesting because, like, for the listener at home, uh, if you if you're looking at Nathan, uh, your stature, you're not a very big, yeah. imposing gentleman. Uh, you're you're a little bit on the on the smaller Small side, side, especially for for people in that line of work. So I would imagine you have a lot of people wanting to uh, you know flex on you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, for the viewers at home, 145 pounds, probably soaking wet, is about as big as I've ever been <laughs> yeah. in my entire life. 138, I'd say. Yeah, 138. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but like the shitty, uh, that shitty saying in the Fast and the Furious is not about the, the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the fight in the dog or whatever he I says. think that was yeah. Michael Vick that said that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely the size thing always got people. They always didn't take me seriously. Yeah, you know I, would, I, mean? I would imagine people get drinking. They you, you uh, have a little bit more confidence when you you know when you're saucing and you see a guy. You know, he's kicking you out of the bar or, or telling you to, you know, what to do. Hey, mellow out, man. They're going to want to take a swing at you, right? Yeah. So yeah. S- let's start it off. Uh, where are you from originally? Calgary. You're from Calgary originally. Yeah. All right. And uh, um, you grew up there. And uh, what was the first fight you ever got into? Actually, it was, it was actually when I left Calgary. So I left Calgary when I was about five. And uh, probably the first fight was, was in Cambridge here. Oh, in Cambridge, uh, yeah. Ontario. Cambridge, Ontario. Good old Cambridge. <laughs> Dirty Cambridge. You yeah, always they, find a fight in Cambridge. You always find a fight there. But yeah. I was only like, and it wasn't even a fight. I was even skinnier. So if we're talking about like nine years ago, we're talking about Nathan at like 120 pounds, 115 pounds. Oh, fuck. And uh, it wasn't even a fight. Someone thought I was talking shit and just one-sided me in the middle of the fucking, the hallway. And I didn't even see it coming, and he busted my nose, and then he realized that I was the wrong guy. Oh, that's the worst. And it was afterwards. So then I was like, okay, I need to fucking, I need to do something about my own size. I can't just let people punch me around all the time. So, yeah, did he just yeah. buckle you with that? Like, yeah, I was sucker done. Sucker punches hurt so bad, I was bad, done. It was man. like a buzzer shot, and it came from like the side. And it just cracked me on the top of the nose, and it was like my neck snap, and I was like, oh, oh. sack of potatoes. Yeah, so. that's the worst. Cause yeah, I feel with like with like if you're in a fight and like you know that you're in a fight, you probably won't feel any of those punches no, just because like adrenaline. adrenaline. And the then adrenaline, uh, but if you have no adrenaline going, you just get clipped. Oh, buddy, that, that hurts. Was, uh, <laughs> then I learned to take a punch from there on out. I was like, fuck it, you have to, because you never know when life is going to hit you from the side like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was your first experience. Yeah, first one, and then the second one was uh, it was a it was a grade twelve. It was a mouthy like a tenth grader, but like again, I'm small. This guy came into high school thinking he was the hot shot. He was like tall, like six foot, like just built, 
And uh, again, it was just one of those things. It was he pissed me off one time, and he's like, it was one of those fight after the park kind of fucking. Oh, an fight. appointment yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, appointment the bike fight. Racks, Hell yeah, gonna... meet me at the park. And yeah. and like appointment fights, I would th- I think uh, would really be. Those are those are tougher because you you're not just reacting in the moment. You yeah. have, you're thinking about that all day, right? And you're, you're a little stressing. guy, and you're yeah, you're going. Yeah, oh. I mean, and he was so much bigger than I was, but he never had a fight before that. So one hit, and he was just like, "This is not for me." Like he was like, "Oh shit, this guy's little, but he hits really hard." Yeah, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like a just like a regular like you said appointment fight, man. We met at the park, and we went down. And, and then every kid from fucking school joined in and they came around. You know what I mean? Everyone's cheering everybody on. You don't know who's on whose side. I took a couple quick swings and I just clipped them. And then I was in. And then everybody kind of like got their cheap shots and now we're standing on the outside of the circle who all wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Did it, um, yeah, like we're, what I was thinking is like when there's that big fight circle, you really find out who your friends are and all that. Like we used to always have. I love being in a fight circle. It's such a like a primal rage going through everyone. Like just watching a fight. Oh you yeah, it makes you want to fight, man. It makes you want to get into that mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, like at our school, it was King City. We had a, a the plaza was uh, the pizza pizza like plaza where all the kids would go after or at lunchtime or after school, and that's where the fights would break out. And remember, there's like probably like seventeen fights in one hour, and it got like really crazy for a bit and then they brought in a big security guard this this guy was just a just a huge dude and uh he was older like he would he would have been like he would have been like in his mid-30s probably and he had like a uh and he had a rottweiler with him like on a leash and he'd always walk around intimidating all the kids and mm-hmm. he's telling telling everyone to go back like that they got to leave the plaza and this one dude in our school he was i think he was in grade 12 mark jackson he's a very big guy and he's he was he was ripped and and no one fucked with Mark Jackson. It would have been you just know better, right? Every school's got one of those guys. Yeah, Mark was he was one of the one of the bigger dudes in school for sure, and he's a nice guy, but like you want to get he knew how to handle time. himself, yeah. and and uh, he wasn't going anywhere, I guess. And this the security guard comes up to him, he's like. He's like, do you want a fucking broken nose? <laughs> and Jackson, <laughs> Jackson looks at him and goes, do you want a broken nose? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they, I guess they, they went at it. and Jack- the security guard? Yeah. The, the security the guard kid? threatened Mark Jackson. And Jackson popped. He crushed the security guard in the Beat, fight. But he ended up beating him. Right? Yeah, he broke the security guard's oh, nose. God. Everyone was going crazy. Like the... Could you imagine that, like Jeez. in high school, like oh yeah, you feel like one of your now yeah, nobody's fucking with you. One of your buddies fucking crushes yeah. this big security guard that like everyone in the school's afraid of. It was so awesome because that guy was a bully. That yeah, yeah. security guard was a bully. It wasn't yeah. like he was like actually just trying to be a nice guy doing his job. He was. He was. Uh, he hated fights. high school kids, probably. Too. Yeah, he, he had a bad time in high school. He, he tried to. Those guys. Yeah, he tried to like. He tried to intimidate kids all the time, and, and Mark Jackson wasn't intimidated. Yeah. He fucking crushed him. Yeah, Security yeah, guard yeah. gets his nose broken. I wonder broken. what he's doing now. Well, so that's funny. We're driving, uh, or we're <laughs> in the school bus a uh, few months later, and everyone sees him like working, like digging a ditch or whatever, and we're all throwing our shit at him out the window. Oh, Fuck you, buddy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson kicked your ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess nobody's trying to employ you as a security guard after yeah. you lose to a 17-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah. Right? Sh- yeah. Shout out to Mark Jackson, man. That was one of the fucking coolest <laughs> things that ever happened when yeah. I was in high school. Great guy. Great guy. And, uh, yeah. and please don't kill me, Mark. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so fucking cool. That was fucking hilarious. Now, like, so you've done some like some bouncing. You're saying out in in Red Red Deer, Alberta. Yeah, Red Deer, Alberta. Probably like most because I worked in nightclubs for like five years. Okay. Um, mostly when I started off, it was just like a guy picking up cups, you know, a busser, and then I did bartending for a little bit. And then towards the end of, like, the whole nightclub thing, I did, like, three years of security, and that was, like, I'd say probably the most amount of fights I've ever seen was being in Red Deer, Alberta. It is just, it's just mayhem. And how does a guy that's about 145 pounds soaking wet get tapped for the security security position? Like, You, yeah. you know what? It was funny, too, because I worked... I said I was I was behind the bar a couple times. There's all these drunk yeah. cowboys for us, will you? And it was will just you, like <laughs> and it, it started off as just like a couple times I was behind the bar and then I just got into the fights just as the bartender and then they're like, Hey This guy can go. <laughs> this guy can go. Oh shit. We didn't know he was a hundred pounds of fucking fire, but um, but that's just kinda how it happened. It was like a couple fights as a bartender and then they're like, Hey, you wanna try security? And it was it's almost like a rush. Run me through those fights then that made them take notice of you. Um, so. Well, one was the, this dude. He was just, just hammered. He was just trying to hit on this girl, and this girl wasn't having it. You know, it's like when he's like spilly drunk. Oh, yeah. And he's spilling his beer on her, and he's just Tommy. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> Tom. like Tom O'Donnell. Yeah. But, and I just asked him politely. I was like, hey, dude, like you, you know what I mean? She doesn't want to be hit on. There's lots of girls in here. Go have a good time. And he, he looks at me, and he hucks his cup right at me. And it smashes me just over top of like, the forehead. Like a glass. Like a glass cup. Yeah. And it just smashes me over top of the forehead, and security's trying to grab this guy. No one can catch him for some reason. He's just this, like, slippery little dude. <laughs> and eventually, I just grabbed his head from behind the bar and just pulled it and just hit it off the bar, and he just got knocked out. Nice. And then it was just, like, <laughs> a couple times like that, you know what I mean? Bam! Yeah. I was like, this guy's got to go. Boom! And that was it. And then, I don't know, man. I kind of, you know, it's, it's funny being that small because... The other security guards like to throw you in the fights before they get there. They're kind of like, hey, Nathan, go deal with this. Just so it can escalate and get into more of a Because the bouncers want to fight? Yeah, because they all yeah. want to fight, man. Yeah, these guys would get fired by uh, Dalton and Roadhouse so quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, But that's what Red Deer sounds like to me. It sounds like an epi- like, like the movie Roadhouse. Oh, it is. Like, it's just a like giant you're work- Roadhouse. You're man. working at the Double Deuce and it's just scraps every night. Yeah. And it's just over garbage, too. It's always over some nonsense. <laughs> some guy was spending $100 on a girl, and then she went home with some other dude, and that's, like, it's just the scam. If that's the scam, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> That's the scam. Oh, yeah. man, just ridiculous fights. I, uh, what else? I mean, uh, probably, like, Twisted. You guys ever know? You guys know who Twisted are, right? You know who Twisted yeah, are? Like, the ICP, like... Yeah, yeah. That's when, like, a whole bunch of dudes come out and dress like clowns in hockey jerseys, like... It's, you know, so it's a band that are... I've heard, I've heard of these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's too. like, they like to, like, mo- They come out in, like, full clown gear, and they like to mosh. And, like... Yeah. Clubs at one point were just like, hey, we're enough of, like, you guys destroying our clubs, so no more moshing. So this Twisted concert comes out, and they're playing at our venue... And they're just like, they're not having not being able to mosh. Yeah, you know these I mean? guys want to mosh. They yeah. want to mosh. White people love to mosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've ever been to a Cancer Bats thing, you'll see they love to mosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just like no moshing, and then it exploded. Eight security guards, and like it was like 80 guys dressed as clowns. Just trying to beat each other up now. Like, I mean, we're trying to fucking grab these guys off the stage and, like, you know, drag them out. And as you're dragging them out, you're getting hit four or five times from other guys. Like, mm-hmm. just, 
I don't know. It's pretty stupid for fourteen bucks an hour, or twelve bucks an hour with no benefits. Yeah, yeah, that's a dangerous <laughs> yeah. situation. But uh, yeah, that's definitely. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm glad it's a past life now. Yeah, yeah. So in the in that situation, like, were you like actually just clubbing dudes? Like, yeah, you just like you can There's no, there's no medium there. It's either you you hit them and you get them dealt with, or they're just gonna come back to you again. So at that point, like, I honestly never liked to punch anybody in the face. I used to be the guy who would put people. To, I would like put someone to sleep. I like to yeah. choke them, bring them out. And that was it. Um, I try to stay away from the hitting, but you can. And some points, man, you just have to club a few people because they don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta beat some sense into them. Now, what was the the wildest fight that you've been in, like one on one at the when you're in this line of work? Uh, one on one was probably the first. So, I was it was like I was brand new to security, and uh, this was in Red Deer, Alberta again. And I'm I'm taking a piss in the bathroom, and there's this dude. He's in the he's in the stall. It's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, because nobody takes a shit at two o'clock. Okay, so this guy's in the stall for way too long. He kicks off his shoe, and he's got the whole like rubber sole of his shoe. He's got it caved out, and he's got a ziploc bag, like a freezer bag, like this. Yeah. And I remember counting it after. It was forty-five individual half-gram bags of cocaine. Oh, oh yeah. So I kicked. Where can I get one of those shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see me walking around with like Ronald McDonald clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's he hiding in there? Um, but I remember kicking the door open, and I was like, "Yo, like I'm gonna need to take that from you because now you've brought in drugs into the club." And he was like not having it, and I was like, "Look, I got an underground sec- or an undercover uh, cop here, which we never did. If you ever hear that from a from a bouncer, it's bullshit." Uh, I was like, "I got an undercover cop here. Uh, I'll, I'll, you can either give it to me, or I can call him, and then you can go do time for this." Um, so he ends up giving it to me, but then at the end of the night, he waited for me, and I didn't know, and it was him and two guys. Oh man! And it was the first time anyone's ever pulled a knife on me, um, but luckily I was already wearing a vest. And uh, that's probably, like, one of the moments where you're like this. Again, it's not worth the money. Like, it's the craziest. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to hit the knife out of the guy's hand, and then his buddy clubbed me from behind, and I kind of fell. So I have, like, a little... I got, a, like, a little... Oh, yeah. Now, so I, it punctured me. Oh, man. And, uh, and I just... And then you just... You don't know what to do at that point, man. Like, it's a scary time when there's, there's three dudes and just you, and then there's a knife involved and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, serious, serious threat, you know? So that's probably when... That was when I was like, yo, I'm kind of done with this life. But how did you get out of this then? So how did So this... I ended up fighting two guys. Okay, and, so then, and then security realized that I was getting jumped, so they came over and helped. Like, okay, so you got bailed out of it. I got bailed out. Did you get any licks in on these guys? Yeah, I got it. Like, you, like I said, I got the guy with the knife. Yeah. I hit him a few times, and he hit his head off the car, and then I was like, he kind of just, it was just him, and, and then it was just two, his two buddies. You there. phased him out, and then you're going the two friends. And it was just two friends, and again, they weren't, uh, I handled one, and by the time I handled one, the, the, my boys were over there now. Um, but yeah, it was definitely crazy. And then the security comes in and they break it up. No, did anything happen to these, these guys? No, nothing ever happens. We just, you know what I mean? There's not much you can do. And did you share the Coke with the bouncers that saved your ass? Oh yeah, 100%. (laughs) there used to be a strip club next door. So we did did it with the strippers that whole night. Oh, that's the best. That was a weekend of fucking shenanigans, (laughs) man. Fucking brutal. That's so funny. And then, yeah, like that's going in with that much coke, like to a strip club. That's like 
walking in with a briefcase full of cash. Well, the thing is, is out west is <laughs> yeah. that they don't, the, the strippers get flown in. Okay. Uh, so you, they have a house out there where it's like seven girls who have never lived together will live in a house for a week and just like lose their mind. That's a reality show. How oh, the fuck is that Seven strippers not from yeah. different provinces. It is fucking hilarious. We're making that show. We're just gonna be called Stripped. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Stripped oh. uncensored. That's oh, funny. Man. So they so they all live in this house. Do you? So did you go to the house? Yeah, we what? went to the house after. But that's it is funny too because it's it's. Seven strippers who have never lived together and never don't know each other. So, the, like, literally their fights are probably more funnier. Like, because they're fighting <laughs> over, like, who stole whose shoe, who misplaced whose dildo. One time a girl put pepper on a girl's dildo because one girl stole her lap dance. Oh, man, that's and vicious. That was, like, yeah, just just the nastiest thing. Stripper pepper on a dilly. Pepper <laughs> on a dilly. That's a hot dilly. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man. that wouldn't that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah, a little cayenne pepper on here. Oof. Oh, that's evil shit, man. Yeah. And so, so do you see like, did you were, the, I guess uh, so you went there more than once as a. Oh guessing. yeah, because we would get called there um, when they would fight, you mm. know, just to go handle things. Oh really? So they, like, was it the same owner of the event? Of yeah. The, so the, yeah, the owner, owner owned. The owner owned a strip club, a nightclub, and a country club, literally like side by side. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so you're kind of just like, you, you, yeah, they send you over to the whorehouse to, to, to break it up. That's because they didn't want to call the cops, right? Because then there's there's coke, there's fucking yeah, yeah. Booze, it's just a liability. And then the, they're liable. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? So sometimes you get like weird calls for like again, just 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 dumb things. So one stripper stole another stripper's lap dance, so she fucking. <laughs> Put some funny shit in her coat that night and just like, oh yeah, buddy, it was, it was strippers are another, that's another breed of people. Oh yeah, so what was the craziest fist fight you've seen with strippers then? Um, I've, I've seen, I've seen a stripper pull out a, a pair of brass knuckles in, in a, in a nightclub <laughs> that she had hidden in her hair. Oh wow. She had her hair in a bun and then the... That's the, a heavy bun. Yeah. And then, okay. so this was, this again was in Red Deer. Um, which for some reason they throw, they like to throw chains at the strippers. I don't know if you guys have seen that before. They throw chains at them? Yeah. Yeah, So at the end of the night they throw chains, which I've never seen. So this guy, he's, he thinks, they're hammered. Rain and loonies on the... Oh, rain and loonies on the strippers. So this one guy thinks it's funny that he's going to heat up. Heat it up? Yeah. Heat a loony up with the fucking, with the lighter. Yeah, that's vicious, So she had a cone. So what they do is, is they get the, they get these like... 11 by 17 posters and they roll it into a cone and the guys try to throw the, yep. the change into the cone the hot one goes in and hits her right, right the cooter? on the cooch oh and wow. she loses it and of she course. just reaches in and grabs these fucking knuckles and takes the guy and just hits him one oh. shot nice. cracks him right over top of the eye <laughs> and just uh, that was the last time you ever threw a loony at a hot snatch like it was <laughs> yeah you, that's vicious to do that like but you know that rig pigs are out there doing that <laughs> oh, shit oh eh? man they like their fucking strippers out there, man. Explain, so explain kind of the culture then to, a lot of our listeners are going to be Americans, like, so explain to the culture of that, like, area, like. The oh, so, I mean, I, I would say Red Deer is, is probably the Tennessee of Canada. Like, it is, <laughs> it is still really set back. I mean, like, they got the whole, like, it's like the Confederate flags, the jack-up trucks. Yeah. They're, they're, they like their moonshine out there and they love their cocaine. It is great place. Yeah, it's a great place to be if you want to take your children. 
Um, but it's still very old school. So like the whole like, you know, a visible minority throwing up, you know, white people and stuff. It is. It gets really racist really fast. What's the most creative racial slur you've had dropped on? <laughs> creative racial slur? Fuck, man. I can't even remember. There's been so many. <laughs> Fuck. I just... And, it, you know, and it's not even the creative ones. It's how hard-hitting some of them still think the N-word has. And, like, you can hear... You can hear the... There's like the hard ER, like right at the end. Yeah, like yeah. The more R's on the end of that, <laughs> the, the more racist the person is. Like if you say it fast, you're probably not that racist, but if you drag oh, that yeah, out. You, they, and it's, <laughs> it's, some, I don't, it's hard to explain because racism, I never really felt racism until I went out west. Really, I eh? felt it a little bit here, but it was more of just like a passive, like if they're not, but there they believe it. Like it is. Yeah, some yeah. Some of it really gets to their skin, man. And your background is uh, Portuguese and uh, and black and black uh, right? Af- African African. So, so where's your, where was your dad? Like my dad's from Angola, Angola, Angola Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom's from uh, the little islands of Portugal. Okay. Um, oh, so they're both actually from there. It wasn't like they're like second generation. They no, came no, they're from... from there. Yeah, my dad was born there. Came here when he was like fifteen or something. Joined okay. the military in eighteen, but. You know, just they're just from tough countries. Man. Yeah, yeah. Did your did your dad teach you how to fight at all? Is that... no, you know, me and my dad never really bonded like that. My yeah. dad was a very, like I said, he joined the Canadian Army when he got here, so he's very strict, very like European style background. Yep. A very strict dude, right? Um, he was actually known in the military for his headbutts. They used to call him Coco Butt Carlos. Because he was the hardest headbutt in the military. Uh, Coco yeah, Butt squad. Carlos. Coco Butt Carlos. I don't know if he'll like me telling people that, but. Uh, that's funny yeah he was my dad's definitely he was like he used to bounce at strip clubs too back in the day oh really so, eh? yeah yeah so did he like, give you good pointers though just or? pointers and stuff like you know what I mean and he just my dad's just like a watch your back kind of guy yeah if you're gonna put yourself in that situation you need to know how to handle yourself you yeah you head on a swivel right like, all the time don't always don't leave yourself open is yeah. there so at, when you're working this is there any tips that you have for guys that are also getting into this uh, this profession because it is a unique profession where there's certain things that you're gonna have to do to protect yourself obviously yeah. I think the vest is a, is a good thing yeah definitely I mean definitely again if you're in any nightclub nowadays especially you just don't know what kind of weapons what kind of drugs people are on um, people so love weapons yeah people love weapons Fucking nobody's a, nobody's a fight hand-to-hand anymore yeah, no one wants to punch anybody it's the easy let me stab this guy and get him out of here like it's you know what I mean so again the vest is always good um, and, and generally, I think being the nice security guard saves you a lot. Yeah, um, if you can be polite to people. Yeah, and... if you can be polite, and, and and you know what I mean. Most people can be talked down. As many fights as I've, as many fights <laughs> as I've been in, <laughs> um, as many fights as I've been in, I've been in ten times more fights that could have happened that just didn't happen because of words, man. If you can be a nice guy. Yeah. Most people who are drunk will end up listening to it. Yeah. It's the one out of every hundred guys you really need to fight. Yeah. Um, but the nicer you are, the more people in the club that will respect you and want to be on your side. If you're just the asshole bouncer yeah. all the time, then when the time comes to it, no one's going to have your back when you really need it. Security at the end of the day, you just you can't do it on your own. So you got to know your crew kind of... You got to make sure you're with people who, you know what I mean, are going to have your back if shit does really go south. 
Because a lot of guys come in there just, they just want to wear the badge and, and look cool in front of girls, right? And, you know, try to, you know, up their popularity status. So you want to make sure if you are going to do security at a club or something like that, that you do know your crew, you can trust them. Yeah, and, like, they'll, they'll probably... I don't know how many people were on that crew, like, what, 20, maybe? Yeah, maybe 10, actually, 10, 10 to yeah. 15, yeah. So you have, like, 10 to 15 guys, and out of that crew, you probably know which ones can be counted on and which yeah, ones can't, right? Exactly. Like, sometimes there's going to be dudes. That no, there's, you know what I mean? Again, some dudes, you can just tell they do it for the popularity. Yeah, of it, you know what and I mean? those guys, uh, yeah, you don't want to be radioing them. You guys have, like, walkie-talkies. Yeah, yeah, walkies, and then you got the whole, like, codes, and yeah, you know what I mean? And most places, if you don't have a walkie, it's... You know, I mean, it's it's mayhem. You need to have a walkie. And what are you like, pr- like particularly watching out for at the club? Like what, like what, what are your eyes on? Like, everything, just anything, Ab- just you know? anything, anything that seems abnormal. Like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, guys, guys going to the bathroom, you know, one too many odd times in the night. Um, you, a lot of fights you can stop just because you can read people. You know, getting really excited. Um, you know what I mean? You can see people yelling back and forth and you're like, all right, I got to go there and calm that down before this goes crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you're literally watching out for everything. One, one of my favorite rat moves that I would do at a bar is if there's a guy that was like pissing me off and I wanted to like fight him or whatever, um, I just whisper in the bouncer's ear, just be like, listen, this guy over here is, he's kind of, uh. You know, making the girls that we're with a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he's just, just so you know, if something starts up, this guy's been making the girls uncomfortable, and uh, we're not really, really happy about it. <laughs> and then when you end up getting into the fight with the guy, the bouncers will fucking kick that guy out, and you, you get to there. stay. Oh, I know. Right? Because the bouncers want to, like, a lot of them, like you were saying, they want to be the hero to the girl, that's right? It. That's That's how... <laughs> that's the scam. That's what it all works out to. We all love the women. We were at, uh, actually in Waterloo, I forget what bar it was, but we were, uh, we're there, and there's this fucking guy, and he's dancing on stage, and, like, there was, like, an altercation... Uh, with us earlier, and uh, we, I had done that. I told the bouncer, like this guy's making the girls are with, a, you know, uncomfortable. So if you see something happen, uh, just know that that that's what this, yeah, it's his this fault. guy's a fucker, right? And they're like, okay, cool, thanks for letting us know. I'm like, no problem, guys. <laughs> and then we're we're like on the floor, and he's up on the stage, and he's like giving me the finger. He's like, fuck you, buddy. And I'm like, I'm just like, what the fuck? He didn't one. realize like my best friend Wade was dancing. On the stage, like right by him, and he sees it. I, I like point to the guy. Wade grabs him and throws him off the oh. stage, right over all these people. Takes all these people out. The bouncer just came in, grabbed the guy, and just threw him right out the door. The end of that and we didn't have any fucking trouble there. Wow, right to the dry cleaners. <laughs> such stuff. a such a funny funny move, but you get the bouncers on your side that way. Oh, we man. weren't even with any girls. <laughs> I know, eh? <laughs> Fuck man. But uh, oh, that's cool. I, I think it's that's an interesting. Uh, Interesting lifestyle, and definitely out there, you know, it's a, out there is totally a throwback to, it probably feels like how it was, like, maybe in, like, the early 90s. Yeah. When you know, could fight a little bit more, like, was, is there a lot of cops getting involved out there? You know there? what's the worst part is the cops are as crooked as anybody else. Like, we would have, sometimes, like, the, the cops out there, so... How it works out there is this like one Asian guy owns like five properties and has all the cops in his pocket. What's this? Oh, okay, don't say his name. <laughs> no, no, he's got a ton of cops in his pocket. So what would happen is people would literally go and complain about us at the police station, write a report, and the cops would bring it back to us. 
so that they would know who was snitching and then like we just wouldn't it would be really bad for that person oh wow so, yeah, eh? the cops are just as the darcy and p is just as bad out there interesting and they're like you want to talk about excessive force to their own kind it, that's the rcmp like they're it's brutal especially like when everybody leaves the club at like two three o'clock in the morning we the club that we had was right across from an rcmp station like literally across the street in alberta yep it was the club it was the strip club the nightclub and the country club and then a, like a stone throw away was the rcmp station yeah so they would just post up at our club at the end of the night and just like wait for the peers, the you know the stumblers, the yeah. drunk drivers, just roll up, roll people, eh? And just roll people, and they didn't care, man. They didn't care how drunk you are. They just ragdolled you. They beat the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, they eh? beat the shit out of. I've seen RCMP beat the fuck out of some people. Man. And like, just kind of like, w- would they use the clubs or the? No, it was hands, man. Yeah. It was hands just because li- just because you don't even need to like. Uh, Drunk people are drunk, man. Like yeah, they yeah. don't it's, need to it's be target practice. It's just target boom. practice for police. You know what I mean? And it was. You'd see some things, man, and you just just shake your head. These guys just have have this aggression in them, and they want to fuck. Well, they're just waiting. Straight. They wait till two, three o'clock in the morning to beat the shit out of people who are too drunk to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, that's godless, eh? And it's uh, definitely an ugly thing to see, man. Yeah, you've seen some some pretty bad ones, eh? What was the worst one that you saw out of that? I've like I've seen in multiple times. I've seen. So this was in St. Catharines, actually. Okay. Uh, um, so I've seen a cop put a guy's head into the back of her SUV, smash out the back window, Ooh. and then charge him with 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 damaging police property. Like he <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that'd probably be the nastiest one that I... And they, the, the charges went through. Like, they actually, like, they oh, nailed no him with it. And then he could improve that she smashed his head. Is it, it was a, a woman? That yeah, did? it was a woman. It was a woman cop, too. Oh, man. So, and you know... That's was, vicious. Yeah. Old uh, old Rhonda. Officer Rhonda. Officer Rhonda. Officer, Officer R. Honda oh, got man. a little bit fucking pissed off at her. Fuck. <laughs> Even, like, pepper, I've seen a couple of people get pepper sprayed unnecessarily. Oh, and yeah. And, like, you know that hurts. Like, as soon as you watch, like, your eyes start to water. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. That shit hurts, man. And I've been in the vicinity of pepper spray, and it's not nice. So what's the craziest weapon you've had pulled on you? Probably, like, I've had I've had a guy with a machete, and then I've had... That's a big fucking knife. That's a big how knife. Do, how do you get that even in? No, it was in his car. Again, it was another one. A lot yeah. of it is after the night. You don't have a team. They wait around. Yeah, they like, like they're to wait stewing. around. They're stewing, man. And those are the guys, especially if you're carrying around a machete in your car, like you already know you're a little crazy to begin with. Yeah. Um, but probably the machete, and then I've, I've, I didn't see the gun, but I've been like shot at across the street. Yeah. So a guy was like, we kicked him out, and he was trying to shoot into the club from across the street. Crazy. What do you do? Just lock down the club and then Just lock down the club and get to the back, man. Get to the back and yeah. then the cops come. Then the cops come, right? And most of, like most guns got like nine or ten rounds or whatever in them, so it's not like they're... They're not bringing Uzis or anything, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They get their rounds out and then they, they get the fuck out of there. And some I've, I've seen a guy get hit before. With and a it, shot? Yeah, with a shot, and that was it. I've just I've only ever seen one person actually get shot, like actually hit from a bullet. And was that like from close range or far away? No, again, that was like 20 feet away. He yeah, just yeah. ended up nicking the guy in the shoulder. Oh, crazy. And uh, But that was the only time I've ever seen anybody get hit. But most of the time, they're just so hammered that they're just spraying. 
Yeah. Just spraying. So they don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? It's just... Reckless. Reckless Like what your hat says right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it says right now? I'm too stoned to know most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was probably, yeah, definitely the gun and the machete. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's intense. I mean, that's one of those things. And you're saying, like, the... Half the time it's at the end of the night. So like while you're working, it's not even that da- that dangerous. It's when you're coming off. Yeah, it's just trying to go home. home. Just want to go home after making fucking fifty six bucks and get punched in the face. And you might be a little bit tired and and you know. off your game and you know I mean that's usually where they get you and because it, it's the only time that there's you don't have your radio on you can't call for help. Yeah, and, and you, you don't have I mean. all your guys around you. Like so. do you guys leave at like the same. Time? Yeah, most like, of the time that was like that was like. For most people, that's usually the plan. When you're yeah. doing security, you're all getting in your car. You're usually you'll wait for the bartenders and all the girls to like. You'll walk them to their cars first, make yep. sure that they get in there safely, and then yeah, you usually go home in a in a, in a group or a pack, man, if you can, because mm-hmm. they, most people will stew and wait till the end of the night. If anything's gonna happen, it's not gonna be around cameras. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting to know. Just just how that that culture works, because I've never thought thought about that before. That's you don't you don't think about that, I guess. You know, when you're going out and partying, you, yeah, it's you just, just go it's and just get there. hammered. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? But there's this whole other world that's happening behind it's the scenes. Big giant babysitting gig. For yeah, not enough money. Yeah, exactly. And then, so after this, um, after your kind of security thing, when did you start training uh, in like Muay Thai? And, and um, well, I did a little bit when I was younger. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, I got out for a bit, and then I retrained again when I was like 18, 19, and twenty. Okay. And I did wrestling for a couple of years uh, in high school. Yep. And then a little bit of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu around the same time that I did the Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple of just like in-house fights and a couple of like like small amateur fights. Yeah. Uh, for Muay Thai, um, and those were always fun, man. Like I enjoy. I don't like fighting on the street. You no, know what it's I mean? much I'm, more controlled and, and safe to. Yeah, to, it's a competition. I mean, it's a competition. I mean, men are men at the end of the day, and we, we we all have that little bit of anger or aggression. That's fun to get out in the ring. Man. Yeah. So I don't know that I prefer that over fighting in in a you know oh, a life situation again. Of course, and and so you've been in a few of those uh, like I guess sanctioned matches or yeah, they, you know, I mean, just or? just tournaments, small yeah. tournaments and stuff. Um, I guess my per se record is seven and two. That's pretty good, uh, man. Which is okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess you know you always remember it was always the losses, man. I've been knee to the face one time. Oh yeah. Which was an automatic loss for me, and then <laughs> I've been put to sleep. So putting like getting choked out and not tapping, that's uh being going to sleep is and then waking up in the middle of the ring, it's like it's a scary it, experience. It's a weird, scary experience because you don't know you're sleeping and then all of a sudden you're just in a situation where there's people yelling, there's someone smacking you in the face, like there's people pouring water over your head trying to wake you up and Oh yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely that was probably the coolest feeling it's a really weird feeling to wake up after being put to sleep i would think so especially yeah in in the middle of a ring and uh and and so when you're fighting and you win a fight obviously there's this incredible rush of adrenaline but when you lose how far does that like bring you like being being beaten like you know what i mean like how far does that drop your confidence a lot or is it just you've come to terms with i think in in the perspective of a real fight uh i mean it never really bothered me to lose because i never went into any fight thinking that 
any fight, any fight at all, I've never thought I'm going to go in and win this 100% for sure. Not about ego. It's not. You know what I mean? It's just, I just like the sport, and either one guy wins and one guy loses. That's just... That's just what it is. On the street, outside of like the cage, who who's the toughest guy you've ever fought? Who's um, the- toughest guy? Oh man, I don't know, man. I, 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 like probably the toughest, toughest guy, and it wasn't even that he was tough. It was it was a guy who was on meth. Oh, uh, okay. must have been. On, well, I don't, I can't even tell you if it was meth, but like those guys, they don't feel nothing. They don't, you know. It's like punches don't zombie. hurt. It's like fighting a zombie. Like it's. Proud. That's probably and they're the most scariest because they got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um. And I've had a few of those guys coming out of again coming out of the club. Um. You know we kick them out and then they, they stick around. They go get high a few times and then they come back. You know just 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 twisted. Yeah. And again they don't feel nothing. They don't hear nothing. Like they just they it's almost like a bull man. Yeah. What's and, your move on that guy when he's coming at you? Like what are you throwing fists or no, kicks or no? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm a, I, if, especially a guy like that. Most people could probably hit harder than I can to be honest. With yeah. You. Um. So I was always like a because I, I have a really large wrestling background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so size and like strength kind of go down to half size when you're able to take somebody to a ground when they're not expecting it. Yes. So definitely in that situation. They lose I'm, their leverage. They lose their leverage, right? I'm a, I'm a double leg takedown kind of guy. I'll grab both of your legs and just kind of like pick you up or trip you and then you're on your back. So that's, that's kind of my go-to move. Everyone's man. the same size on the ground too. So and you're a smaller guy. You're cutting out the reach advantage yeah. and all that, right? And I feel like, and, and, you know, I mean, most people panic, especially if you're not trained. Most people in that situation on just start panicking through, and then you're able just to like kind of get around them and like choke them out or yeah. put them to sleep or whatever. So that well, choke would probably be the most effective thing against a guy that's not feeling any of those punches. Anyway, that's right? all you can so. do really is choke them or restrain them, and it all depends. If you can't restrain them long enough, and then, and then you've already gassed yourself up that's from dangerous, trying to though. choke them, you're done. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, because choking someone out that that expels a lot of your own energy, right? Yeah, so, like takes, when you're watching, like let's say like uh, you. UFC, yeah. and you see the guys on the ground, and the guys trying to choke someone, and unsuccessfully. For a long time. For a long time. The guy trying up. to choke the guy out is probably going to be tired than the guy that's... Oh, it poops you out, because, like, you know what I mean? You're trying to hold, you got you got a lot of pressure, you're trying to hold, and then you're just getting used to one position, and putting a lot of pressure in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, it, it gasses you out. If you can't finish it, you, you've now exerted a lot of, you know, energy... Um, that you now don't have to fight with. Have you ever had anyone um, choke you out in, outside the cage? No. That's no. Cool. <laughs> never been, I've, I'm not a drinker or anything, so like I don't I don't usually get fights in public or anything like yeah. that. I try not to, especially in my, my late 20s now. Of course. Um, no one's ever choked me out. I've definitely been hit. I've definitely been knocked out. Yeah. Um, and uh, Like off-duty, like off-work, like... Yeah, I've been knocked out at the bar, and I've and, and I've been knocked out one time at the bar actually. So run me through these these experiences. Uh, so the the one time at the bar again it was just I was kicking, um, I was kicking a dude out who was who was bothering a girl, and uh, I was I, I had him in a choke and I was bringing him out and I didn't notice from the side uh, this girl decides his girlfriend decides to take off her high heel and smash me in the top of the head oh. with the backside of the stiletto fuck and it just <laughs> it just and then and, and then 
I just remember like blood running down and my eyes were closed and then but I had to let go of her boyfriend and then he turned around and he clocked me. Oh man. And uh, that was the one time I got knocked out in the club. And I'm trying to think. Was she the girl that he was bothering too? No, oh, it was no, just... it was a different girl. It wasn't even his girlfriend. <laughs> and he was like trying to hit on her. Or yeah, whatever? he was trying to hit on another girl. And she fucking his and girlfriend still comes to his rescue. Comes to his rescue. I don't. I don't think she knew. Oh, okay. Um, she just saw me kicking her boyfriend out and oh, him man. getting choked. So, and then there's nothing you can do. I can't even remember the last time what happened when I got knocked out outside of the club. I just can't remember if I was drinking. It was another blindside. It was yeah. another blindside at a bar. I think my, my one of my buddies was trying to fight somebody. And then, again, it was just like it was cool. Everything was good. Everything was kosher. And then it was like 2.30. We go to the cars. Actually, yeah, that was that, that night. And, uh, yeah, it was like 2.30. We were just all, you know, our guards down, going to the, got some pizza. I got a slice of pizza in my hand. Oh, like yeah. This. They love hitting you when you got a slice, eh? This guy just comes from behind the car and, and, and just clocks me I just you know just wasn't ready when you're not ready you're not ready I don't care how big you are or how tough you are how much training you are when you're not ready to take a punch yeah yeah, there's a chance you're going to sleep there was uh, a buddy of mine uh, uh, it was was Craig Van Castron who's a funny comedian and uh, he's also uh, um, he's like a roofer oh yeah and he works out he works out on like the pipeline stuff out in BC I guess and he's uh He's yeah, big, big strong guy, right? And uh, but him and his buddies, I guess they uh, were. I think it was in Grand Bend, I'm pretty sure. And they oh, ran into. They're getting like hot dogs and stuff, whatever. But they end up getting into a fight with the cast of the Ultimate Fighter, one of the seasons. Like the Holy whole, shit. the whole cast. They said these. Craig said these guys just beat the shit out of all of them. The one guy just ate his hot dog. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I'll have to get Craig to tell that story on the podcast because I'm not, definitely not doing it justice. No, eh? It's funny that you bring up hot dog stands because other than inside the club, the most amount of fights I ever seen were outside a hot. Dog it's stand. always a hot dog it's stand. It's the weirdest thing, like especially when they're hammered. You know, one guy gets. Trying to put ketchup on his hot dog, he ends up putting the ketchup on some guy's fucking brand new white sneakers. And then oh yeah! A fight. <laughs> Funniest thing I actually ever heard was I was uh, this again was in Red Deer, Alberta, and uh, this guy's buying this girl a hot dog, and uh, so he buys the girl a hot dog, and then like five minutes later, this guy comes out of the club and goes, "Why are you buying my girl a hot dog?" And the guy turns around and goes, "She was my cousin first. Oh, <laughs> and it was literally the funny. I will never forget that story. That's man. hilarious. Oh man, yeah, it's always a, it, the hot dog stands were always brutal for fights, man. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting drunk. to set up like a hidden camera at the hot dog stands and just see how many fights we can get. Oh, that'd man. be that'd be hilarious. Luckily, I've never seen anybody choke. Yeah, I'm surprised for drunk people that never happened. <laughs> man, that's so funny, man. Yeah, and so I guess uh, now you're doing stand-up comedy, and it's a much different world, isn't it? Yeah, uh, nobody likes to fight in that world. We man. always talk about how comedians, a lot of them are just pussies. There's only a like a you know a handful of uh, stand-up comics that are really good at fighting. And yeah, and you know what I mean now, and it's funny because now everyone's got using comedy for political purposes, and everyone wants to fight some sort of you know cause or make it a platform instead of just being funny. So people take everything. So to heart these days. Everyone in comedy takes everything so seriously. It's it's ridiculous. Like, remember why you got into comedy, and if it's not to make people laugh and have a great time, laugh, man. like I think that that you're wasting your time. Um, 
you know, if you're I, trying to change the world. <laughs> I know, I just, uh, back in the day, people used to be able to be okay with to be made uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean, it used to be something that happened, you know, things make you uncomfortable, you, you get past it, you joke, you smile, you laugh, yeah. you know, and then you get comfortable, and now we can't even get to that point where we're allowed to get comfortable about talking to things, because no one wants to cross that bridge anymore. Well, and, and, and I also think that uh, comedy is um, very thin-skinned. It's a lot of people that, uh, you know, they don't like, um, they I, don't, they don't like ball busting anymore. It used to be, you know, you go hang out with like some of the guys in New York and the ball busting that goes on there. Like Bobby Kelly, who's fucking hilarious. He oh, he, he rips the shit out of you. Like yeah. if you and that's what they do to him. And you know that's how like the that's culture the culture skin. of comedy that that he came up in is like that. And like and so but but in Canada there's none of that. No, so no one makes fun of each other really in Canadian. I grew comedy. up on you know Richard Pryor, Patrice O'Neill, Bernie Mac. Like Patrice was the man for talking shit. Exactly, and, and, and that's, that's what made him the funniest because he was just real and he said things that made people uncomfortable, but they wanted to say themselves. Yeah, and how do you think Bill Burr became the best fucking comedian in the world? And Bill Burr is was part of that ball busting culture, and I, I just think it's it's, it's interesting fun. to see in Canada that there's none of that. Like these people would get. A lot of them would get eaten alive if they tried to like hang on, even go on a podcast in New York with some of these guys. Oh yeah, so, a lot of these guys couldn't hang it, and and it's because they they you know they take everything so token to heart these days. Yeah. Sometimes you know people just want to express themselves, get it out there, and it, and it's not that I want to fight for that that opinion. I just want you to know that I have a different opinion. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. You can't even get to that point anymore. No, it's it's really interesting how um, there's no open discussion anymore. I th- and it goes back to our yeah. earlier thing about how um, you used to be able to fight. Well, now you can't even fucking voice an opinion that's not popular without you know creating some some sort of dialogue. Yeah, so, or getting a lawsuit. Or, like, are we all gonna be walking around with fucking ball gags on our fucking mouths in a couple of years? Yeah, no, it's gonna be an app that censors every word you ha- you say before it actually gets fucking. It's, it's fucked projected. up. <laughs> it's crazy. And you get yeah, people get a little bit sensitive online stuff. I saw. I I don't know if we'll we'll keep this in, but uh, <laughs> I had a little uh, online dispute with another comedian. Yeah, uh, man. Um, and and it and it was so sad because it was over something that was misread, mm-hmm. and that's how sensitive people get these days. Is that people aren't even reading things to the end yeah. before they're already you know getting an opinion of it now that they're angry. And that's how this podcast kind of came about because I saw that this guy was um, <clears throat> and it, like we won't use his name. We we're not trying. I'm no. not trying to bash no, him. No, I don't like care. That. I just saw that he was. Uh, like threatening you, yeah. With he, was, vi- he was threatening you with violence on Facebook, and I go, "Oh, that's really interesting." Like Nathan doesn't seem to be too fucking concerned about any of these <laughs> threats. That's, it kind of was funny to me, like how how it was. One guy was really going like Mach five about it, and you were like just playing it cool. And I was like, I really respected how how you handled it, and and uh, I mean, honestly, like. I'm okay with the guy flipping his wig and getting mad, like about yeah, something. Like, I, I'm totally cool with, with that. Like he felt. You know he that he was slighted and and he uh, definitely you know didn't seem like he was too uh, um, what's the word he he was totally down to to fight yeah and I'm like okay that's cool that's that's fine with me but I thought it was really interesting like how like you were not like concerned about that so that's why I asked him like have you been in fights before like. Are you gonna when, the, when you see this guy? Is he gonna like if he comes at you? What are you gonna you know What are you gonna do about it? Like, and uh, and then we start talking about it. and that's why I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I never would have 
never would have yeah, thought most that. people uh, just don't think, and, 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 and I'm not a person who even likes to talk about it anymore. Like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it was a past life, it's man. Not a bra- it was, you're not a braggart about it. And, no, and, and, and that's why he was like, you, it was funny because he was talking about that. I didn't know how much training he had. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. When he came, he was going to punch me 20 <clears throat> times in the face, and then my life was going to be over. And, yeah. and I'm just kind of just sitting behind the keyboard there, and I'm, like, laughing it off. And, and I'm not going to, like, I'm not, not even uh, this particular... Um, incident but like just generally the guy that talks the most oh, is usually yeah. the guy that's 90 not the percent of the times it's always the, the quiet guy. guy is is the guy you gotta watch out for usually the guy that's that's the loudest mouth in the yeah, group man. is usually not the, the the guy you gotta worry about but uh but so is this whole thing uh did you guys squash it yet or is yeah it... i mean personally i squashed it i don't know like i don't have yeah anything, yeah you know what i mean i let it go I, I, I heard he was posting about looking for me. Yeah. And, then, and now he's just, he's gotten past the whole ridiculousness of not, you know, reading something properly. So now I don't think it's ever going to come of anything. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're, you're a dad, you got kids, you don't need yeah. to be fighting people on the and street. And he's got over kids, something. it just doesn't Yeah, he's make got kids too. And no sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was kind of a, a, a pointless thing that <laughs> started online. Uh, but, you know what? That's I'm glad that it happened because it led us to Fuck the podcast. Yeah, I found out that you had this crazy backstory, and that's like kind of the uh, um, the genesis of the podcast is everyone has a fight story, Everybody. and it doesn't matter uh, uh, who you are. I'm pretty sure uh, you've had some sort of experience where you've had to you know stand up for yourself or stand up for someone else, and and I thought you know what this would, this would be great to get you on. Okay, here. no, so I, I appreciate you having me out, man. Yeah, it's well, always a pleasure coming to hang out with the Uncle TT. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing the podcast, okay, Nathan Tech Sarah. Do you have anything you want to uh, plug while you're while you're no, on? No, you know what, man. Just just uh, people don't take life so seriously. Life is super super short. You know, get out there, have some fun, test some boundaries, and and just uh, and live life, man. Yeah, and if you're booking shows, look for Nathan. Get him on your Fuck show. Yeah, and, Nathan uh, Tech Sarah, hit me up. Hell yeah! All right, guys, that's been fight stories. Thanks for. Uh, Sitting in with us, we'll have uh, uh, John back on the podcast pretty soon once he gets back from uh, from England. Talk to you soon, guys. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening to Fight Stories. Hope you guys like listening as much as we like making the episodes. If you did, this is what you can do. You can share, subscribe, and rate us on whatever platform that you guys are listening on. iTunes is big for us. And, of course, we want to hear your fight stories. If you got them, we want to hear them. You got a tough down, let us know. On Facebook, it's fb.me slash fight stories. On Instagram, it's at fight stories podcast. And on Twitter, it's at fight stories pod. What are you waiting for, tough guy?